guys, how's it going? This is East First West Podcast, and today we are going to get into our NFC rankings. I'm Johnny Rich. I'm Jake Schwanitz. I'm excited, man. Let's get back to it. All right, so we're going to start with the NFC North, and the first team I have is the Bears. Um, yes, sir. Love the Roquan Smith pick. Uh, I also love James Daniels' pick. I think they uh, got two players that can help them right away. And then I really like the Anthony Miller pick uh, and the Javon wins. You're surrounding, you're surrounding uh, the uh, definitely making it easier for them. I thought it was somewhat of a top-heavy draft for them. Uh, I thought there were players in later rounds that they passed up on. But overall, I thought it was a good draft, and I gave them a B. Definitely agree. I think they hit it out of the park with those first three picks. Yep. Uh, Roquan Smith, James Daniels, and Anthony Miller. I think they're going to be huge impact players this year. And like you said, surrounding Trubisky with talent, that is fantastic and it's key. I gave them an A. I love this draft. All right. All right, so let's get into the Lions. I uh, I thought the Frank Ragno pitch was interesting. Mm, definitely a good line, lineman, uh, but I do think there were some other players available there. I do like them getting on Johnson. I think if he stays healthy, he could be a nice back for them. Uh, and then I also like them getting Hand and Tyrell Crosby later in later on in the game. Yeah, great value. Uh, something I really like about Crosby is the guy was one of the best run blockers in all of college football last year. And for a team that's really trying to change that culture and become a little more tough and learn how to run the ball a little more, I think he was key. Um, so overall, I gave this one a B minus. Um, like you said, I love the first two picks, Ragnow and Carryon Johnson. Um, I think those picks are going to really help out the Lions. Uh, I think their last 100-yard rusher is still Reggie Bush from like yep. three seasons ago or something like that. 2013's last time they've had a wow, really five years. Yeah, that's insane. So yeah, with Carryon and Frank Ragnow, I think that's what you're trying to do here. You're trying to jumpstart that running game again, give Stafford something to lean on a bit. Um, like you said, like the hand and Crosby pick late, great value there. Uh, don't know much about Tracy Walker and Nick Bowden, but uh, I give the draft a B plus. I liked what they did. Um, I like that they focus on the running game, something that they needed to do. I agree. Um, next, I've got Green Bay. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Uh, right. The thing I like about this draft is that the Packers loaded up on positions of need, um, which is cornerback and wide receiver. I mean, their first two picks are excellent picks. You have Jerry Alexander and Josh Jackson, two of the better corners in this draft. It's it's really unbelievable to me that they got both of those guys. I mean, especially talk Josh about a Jackson. Problem that's been a problem for them for years. Yep. Now. And this is one of the first times I've actually seen them address it as well as it appears on surface value currently, but yeah. Hey. Um, Josh Jackson's a great value pick there. I love that. And I love uh, how they loaded up on wide receiver, Jamon Moore, Equinemius St. Brown, yep. uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Basically yep. what you're doing is you're taking all these guys and you're just letting them compete, man. And you're letting the best man win and come out of this. Um, I, I like Equinemius St. Brown a lot though. He's got the size. I agree. Um, that's who I would bet on winning this competition. You even get J.K. Scott, a decent punter out of Alabama in the fifth round. I love, I love this draft from Green Bay. I gave him an A also. Yep. All right. So I gave the Packers a A-. minus. Uh, I really liked the Jair Alexander pick. I really liked the Josh Jackson pick. I had J.K. Scott down too. I mean, 
say what you want about putter, punters and kickers. And if you have a real good punter and a real good kicker, I, I mean, that can be the difference between winning, winning and losing ball games. And it's just yeah. nice not to worry about those positions. You know what I mean? Of course. And if you get a guy who's as consistent as J.K. Scott, uh, I mean, I've seen firsthand when I was working for Syracuse with Riley Dixon. I mean, he probably won two or three games for us on his own. Yeah. Pinning teams inside the five, uh, giving help with options for fakes and just knowing the game and being efficient. Uh, so I think that's a really big move by the Packers because honestly, in the Packers games I watched last year at SIS, their special teams struggled. They really yeah. did. Um, and then I love the St. Brown pick as well. So I think it was a good draft. And I think a lot of the back-end back end players they have will be a question mark of either being a real nice player or a bust, I think, which is fine since you had such a strong beginning of your draft. Yeah, I just love um, that they created that like competition. St. Brown, I think he could be a guy who could start or he could be out of the league in a couple of years and you just don't know. But yeah. there's just so much talent there and value of what he could become. And just as hard of worker as he is, I think it's a good pick. Absolutely. Um, on to Minnesota then? Yep. All right. Um, I really like this draft too. With your first pick, you take Mike Hughes. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question. Do you think that Minnesota has the best secondary in the league now? Because that's a pretty no. damn strong secondary. No, I do not think it's better than uh, the Chargers. I just don't. Chargers have a good one too. That's a good yeah. point. Especially with the depth they added by adding – I mean – the Derwin James pick was cherry on a top. And then, I mean, you had Kaiser White in the fourth round, and that's just even more of a cherry on the top. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I think they their secondary is going to be amazing. But the Vikings are real, real close. Yeah, I love Mike Hughes. Uh, he gives you, uh, gives you returnability as well. Yeah. Uh, Brian O'Neill in the second round, he's a nice tackle. I think he's a mauler. He needs to work on his pass pro a bit, but I think he can do some things. And then my guy Tyler Conklin in the fifth round, love that pick. Yep. Um, I look at this draft. There's, I think there's some projects here. Uh, round six, Ade Aruna. He's a guy I've, I saw early at SIS too. He's a, a nice football player from Tulane. Yep. Um, I don't know if you looked at the undrafted free agents that the Vikings signed, but yeah. it's a pretty crazy list. You have Cameron Petway, uh, running back of Auburn, Rock Thomas, mm-hmm. running back out of Jacksonville State. I like him. He's a small little guy, but he gets work done. And then another guy, Hercules Mata'afa, out of uh, Washington State, they pick yep. up. I love everything he's that they did. He's a good player. Yeah, he's an excellent player. I love everything that they did late and in the undrafted process, but just grading on their picks, I give them a B plus. Just a lot of projects here. I like the top two picks, but I don't know if anyone else is going to contribute this year. All right, yeah. So I really like the Mike Hughes pick, uh, and I also like the Conklin pick, like you said. I think he adds another feature to that offense. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that could make a bit of an impact just because that offense is going to have so much talent. Yeah. He's going to be open. He's not going to get as much attention. And I think he could really uh, eat in the passing game. But I, besides that, I think they had a decent draft with what they could. But to me, they patched, they passed on a bunch of talented players like that got taken a few selections over them. I mean, after them. Uh, so I gave the Vikings a C plus, but it was definitely a it was a tough C plus to give because it was a decent draft. I just there's just so many players they took that you just don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah, uh, and that's why I had to give them a C plus. 
A lot of boomer busts. East. All right. Yes, so the Giants. Um, this was one of my favorite drafts. I had. I mean, you get Saquon, then you get Will Hernandez. So you didn't need to take Nelson because you're getting Will Hernandez, who, in my opinion, was probably second to fourth guard. Uh, I'd put him in that range. Then you get Lorenzo Carter. You get an edge rusher, a guy who, I mean. He's very raw, but he's going on a defense where they're not going to ask him to do things that are out of his comfort zone uh, to rushing the passer. And I think he'll really learn but behind the other guys that rush the passer in New York. Yeah, then you, behind, get, uh... then you get Kyle Lauetta. Uh, love that pick. I think he's a guy that can sit behind Eli and you have Davis Webb. I just I liked the Giants draft. Um, I didn't think they had enough later picks. I think they could have done something to get them a few more picks. So that is why I gave them an A minus. All right. Um, you already touched on it. Saquon and Will Hernandez. I think that's going to help jumpstart this offense's resurgence this year. Um, it was really sad to watch last year. Yeah. And they're going to get a running game again, which is something that the Giants have been missing for a while. And you're doing it with a premier back here in Saquon. You're not doing it with – Orleans Darkwa and Wayne Gallman, all these fill-in guys here. You're uh, actually getting a a stout starter stud that you can plug in there. I don't know um, Giants fans realize how much of an impact he's going to make. Oh, it's going to be a world of difference. Eli's probably going to look like a new player this year too, just the amount of weight that's off his shoulders. Yep, I completely agree. Um, I also like the Lorenzo Carter and B.J. Hill pick. Um, some – Nice potential there. Yep. Like you said, uh, Lorenzo Carter, him under Olivier Vernon, he'll probably uh, – That's exactly that's probably, what I was thinking. Yeah, it's a nice fit for him. That's the guy Hopefully, going to go under his wing. I mean, when Olivier Vernon first started, for what I remember, he was more of just a pure pass rusher and kind of really developed his game into a little bit more. Yeah, he was a um, bit of a project too in Miami. So uh, yeah. it, it's possible here that you can see that turn around. And then you already touched on Lawletta. Um, I don't think this means much, though. I, I don't think he's any threat to push Eli Manning out of a starting job or will no. be the heir apparent. Um, I think he's going to just be a nice backup quarterback, which, uh, I mean, it's it's security, I guess. I gave the Giants a B. All right. Who do you uh, have next? Uh, I have the Redskins. So I really okay. like the Redskins draft. Um, I think De'Ron Payne was a good player. I think they got gifted letting Darius Geis fall to them. Uh, I think Darius Geis is going to be better in the league than people think as long as he can stay healthy and keep his head on straight. Because in my opinion, I mean, if you watch that guy when he's healthy, he runs just as good as anyone in this class, Um, if not better besides Saquon. I actually had him ranked as my second running back, so I thought that was a very good pick. Uh, And then you get a player like Troy Apke, who's just – He's just so physically talented with speed and playing. And, I mean, he was so efficient in his career at Penn State that, I mean, he's not the flashiest player in the world and he's not going to be a Pro Bowl safety, but this is a guy that adds depth to your defense and instantly makes your special teams better. And then in the seventh round, with the last pick, you get Trey Quinn. Trey pick. You say what you want about Trey Quinn. Say he's small. Say he's this or say he's that. The guy gets open. The guy – catches the ball perfectly i mean his form i was reading a chart on him his form is crazy i mean he always uses the proper form the guy's always open he's a production machine i just think trey quinn's a guy that really could become better i said the same thing about shrek taylor last year 
And I think Trey Quinn is actually a better player than Trent Taylor. Uh, yeah, love Trey Quinn. Um, with that's your Mister Irrelevant pick. That's not yeah, that's so... the last pick. So I give him a B plus. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm just gonna say that's not so irrelevant. That's a great player you're getting no. at the last pick of the draft there. Um, I think it was three games last year at SMU that he had 15 or more receptions. And granted, they do throw a lot of screens and stuff, but 15 catches in a game is impressive. Very. Um, I, mean, start... I think he led the college football in receptions and touchdowns. I don't know for sure, but that wouldn't surprise me, man. Um, I'm, I'm sure he led in one of them. Yeah. I forget which one. It might have been both, though. Hey, he's a beast. He's just a I'll machine. Let you guys know next show. Yeah, exactly. We'll update you on that one. Um, back at the top, though, Deron Payne, uh, this is added to the Jonathan Allen pick last year. They're just trying to rebuild this Alabama defense. They even take Sean Dion Hamilton late in the sixth round, another inside linebacker from Alabama. Um, I think that's a good formula to build your defense. If you keep on taking Alabama players, I think you're going to get a solid defense. Um, love the guys pick. That's an absolute steal. Um, Detroit should, or Detroit, Washington should be really proud of how they drafted. I gave him a, a B minus though. Um, Jerron Christian, someone I'm not too sure about. Um, but I do like a lot of their picks. I agree. All right. So Eagles, um, right. for me, I think the Eagles had an okay draft. Uh, I think it's tough when you only have five picks and you already have a team that's pretty good. I mean, your main objective there is to add some competition and kind of fill in the one part you might be lacking depth. Mm-hmm. Like the Dallas Goderick pick, I think that's big for them. Uh, people don't realize that Zacherts is a good tight end, but uh, not a lot of his success. But some of that success was due to Trey Burton also being a good tight end. Also Absolutely. Uh, stepping in. So you lose him to the Bears. Great addition by the Bears again. Um and now you're talking you, – you get Dallas Godair and you add another guy who can stretch the field, another guy who can develop. You're asking a lot of people's number one to number three tight end in the draft play behind Zach Ertz, who's already a pro bowler. I mean, could you get a better fit? And then I like the Maddox pick. I thought it was decent. And same with the Josh Sweat pick. I think they got a playmaker there to add to their defense. Um, but for me, it was a B-, minus, um, mostly just because – there wasn't much they could do with their draft. And I also was shocked that they didn't take a linebacker. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I actually really like this draft in the context of things. I mean, if you only have this many exactly, picks, Exactly. They did as much as they could. With yeah. Had. Um, if you only have these many picks, your first pick, um, it was at 32. And I don't think they had another one till the fourth round. You end up trading back. You get Dallas Godert, like you said. Yeah. Great pick. Uh, very smart of them to trade back. Yeah, you're going to eat up the middle again this year with uh, Ertz and Goder. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they, if they were at 32, I mean, a lot of the talk was them taking either running back or tight end. Uh, and then I think by trading back, getting yourself more picks and still having Goder fall to you, that it's not a bad move at all. Yeah, sure. I mean, that was probably going to be your pick at 32. You just drop back a few spots, maybe gain another pick or two, and it's – you're already looking a lot better for this draft. Um, you already touched on Josh Sweat. He's going to help out that lot, uh, defensive line and pass rush um, tremendously. Great player to add there. A bit of a project. And then do you know about this Jordan Myla Otto guy, the last guy they took in the seventh round? Uh, I a little bit. Um, same thing. I feel like he's going to be a project. It's going to be 
Oh, he's a find out. definite project. He's a rugby player from Australia yeah, that they just crazy. drafted in the seventh round. Um, this man is six foot eight, three hundred and forty six pounds. And if you, run. yeah, if you watch his rugby highlights, this guy is an absolute animal. He could play tight end. My problem with him is that they're trying to turn him into an offensive lineman, and the style of his rugby play, I don't know how well it's going to translate to an offensive lineman. But I definitely think with the right training and with the right worth ethic, and I mean, it's there's definitely high potential with this guy. Yeah, he, sure. He can really develop into something. So, all right, and then the Cowboys. Uh, oh, hold on. I, uh, yeah, hold on. I gave the Eagles an A minus just because I thought they did really well with the picks that they had. So, all right, yeah. that's all I, I mean, there. I can I see your A minus. Um, which is the reason I gave them a B minus just because I thought they did as good a job as they could. Uh-huh. So I just didn't think like if you didn't have enough picks or if you were in tough situations that I couldn't give you an A. Yeah, I understand that. I just gave them the A just because I felt like for where yeah, they were picking, fair. they did the best. Uh, let's go to Dallas. So, all right, so Dallas, uh, I liked the Leighton Van Der Esch pick. Um, I know a lot of fans were wanted them to maybe go secondary or maybe take a receiver. But I think getting Leighton is a really good pick. I think he's a guy that's really going to help the run defense. And all that I heard about him is that he's a guy that needs to be paired up with a linebacker that's athletic, fast, and cover so that he kind of doesn't have that big of role and can focus on the rushing game. Yeah, just let I him think hunt. Sean Lee is the perfect guy to have him play underneath. Um, talk about a pro, talk about a guy who can make interceptions, who can teach him a little bit about coverage, how to get better. I think that's a perfect combo. And then I really like the Connor Williams pick. Uh, I think they got a really talented player in the second round that could have been a first-round pick. And then I'm a huge fan of Gallup. Uh, I thought Gallup is awesome pick here. And then you get players like Dorrance Armstrong, and one of my favorite tight ends in the whole draft is later, and that's Dalton Schultz. And then you even add a player like Bo Scarborough. I mean, not a bad player to just add and have behind Zeke. So I gave the Cowboys an A minus. That was one of my favorite drafts, as much as it kills me to say it. Yeah, definitely know that feeling. I thought it was a real solid draft all the way through as well. Uh, Leighton Vanderish is really going to help that defense out, maybe take over for Sean Lee in the coming years with all his injuries and his age yeah. getting up there. The Connor Williams pick, that should really help the offensive line get closer to 2016 form. Um, I think they're going to play him at guard and move Lyle Collins uh, back out to right tackle. You think so? Yeah, I think that's the best, too. Uh, Connor Williams was a bit shaky at tackle at times, uh, could get bullied, but he's got some nice tape as well. I think yeah. that transition will happen maybe a year down the line or so. Yeah, I could see um, that. You touched on Gallup. I love this Gallup pick, too. Gallup's a great receiver uh, in the third round, too. Yeah, um, I had him as a sure second-round talent. Yeah, I thought he could have gone a bit earlier. Uh, receivers beginning to be like running back now. You can just wait and take some of these mid-round guys, and you're still going to get, if some not the – Yeah, you're going to get some good players. And if you're not going to get, if not top production for rookies, some of the top production because these are some still good football players back here. I agree. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, we watched him at SIS. I remember watching that guy. He's got a motor. Um, he's someone that could probably get you maybe five, seven sacks on the season. And then Mike White, a nice backup quarterback. Um, Cedric Wilson, the wide receiver out of Boise State, he's someone that can help you stretch the field. Um, he fills a role for you. It's a good pick, I think. 
Um, I love this draft also. I gave him an A minus, uh, same as you. Just great job by the Cowboys. Great patience throughout. Completely agree. All right, so on to the NFC South. Uh, first team I have is the Falcons. Yes, sir. Uh, you get Calvin Ridley pairing it up with Julio Jones. I love that pick. And then you get Olive, Isaiah Oliver in the second round. Also love that pick. Um, and then getting Ito Smith in the fourth. I thought that was a good pick, too. Great player. Um, for me, I love their rounds one, two, and four. Mm-hmm. I think the back end of their draft was kind of poor. There was... I mean, don't get me wrong, they got decent players, but I thought that there were better players available for them to draft. Yeah. Um, I gave the Falcons a B. I thought it was a decent draft. Um, you already touched on it. I actually like the first four picks. DeAdrin uh, Sanat, uh, defensive tackle out of South Florida, someone that gives you a motor, um, really powerful, someone that can kind of help mask that uh, that hole left by Don Terry Poe this last year. Yeah. Um, but Atlanta – Really, their only needs are defensive line. Everywhere else, they're pretty much set. Yeah. Um, you're adding strength with Ridley to your receiving core. Um, you can have him come in. He's in a great spot. This third wide receiver, I think he's going to come in and win immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, it perfectly suits his route, one, route running uh, style. I have one concern on Ridley, and I actually What's saw that? this the other day, and it was just I saw a bunch of catches he made during the year where his hands were just never in the right form. He never was using the diamond. Uh, one hand would be active and one hand would be passive. Uh, was a little concerning, but from what I saw, I mean, the guy's very efficient. I don't know if it'll be a problem, but just a note to keep in mind. I don't think that'll be a problem. I mean, when I watched the guy, it looked like he had pretty natural hands. Uh, yeah. He had some. He had some pluck on his catches. So. Oh, of course. I'm just saying, like, on some of the easy ones, you look at his form, and you'll blatantly see like a difference between an NFL receiver trying to catch it and the way yeah. his form is. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I definitely think this is something that he'll work on and get better. Yeah, that's something I'll stash away to remember. He has. Uh, love the Edo Smith pick too. He fills a role and adds some more versatility to a great backfield. And then Isaiah Oliver, one of my favorite players in the draft. Um, this is probably, I mean, you look at it, you have Robert Alford, um, Ricardo Allen, Isaiah Oliver, Keanu Neal, Desmond Trufant. This is a great secondary also. I think this secondary is going to push for top in the league. And I really think the Falcons are going to be a great team Sleeping this year. on my Jets secondary. Jets got a great secondary too. Hey. But I don't know if they're up there yet, bro. They're going to get there, though. <laughs> I mean, Tremaine Johnson, you had Mo That's true. That's your number two corner. Then you had Perry Nickerson, who I think he has a chance in maybe a year or two beating out Buster Screen for that third slot corner. I mean, if you follow my Twitter, you've been yeah. this guy. I did two, two games on each of the Jets draft picks. Um, Perry Nickerson, for me, has to be – the best just best draft pick by the Jets um, when it comes to the later rounds, just because I watched SMU game with him, and then I watched the Oklahoma game with him. So one game where he was matched up with Trey Quinn and Cortland Sutton, two of the best receivers in the league. He allowed one catch all game and had an interception and three pass deflections. Um, showed that he could tackle in the game. Like picked up a 220 pound running back by the legs and slammed him over his head. And, I mean, one of his concerns was that he was small. Yeah. 
I mean, and then I watched him versus Oklahoma against Baker Mayfield, who threw for like 450 yards, three touchdowns, and Perry Nickerson allowed three receptions for like 30 yards the entire game. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. I don't know if he's just going to make no, the secondary the best Obviously, secondary. High on him, but I'm just saying, like, you look at him and he's a lot better than you would think for a six-round pick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finding those depth picks are going to make your draft class. My, my point of this whole uh, kind of rant is I think secondary is something you need to have good later round draft picks. I mean, like you look at the Legion of Boom, they got Richard Sherman in the fourth round. You look at a lot of these guys, you can find value in later picks. Um, and if they can be really good and you get that depth to your secondary, then that's key. Chris Harris Jr. was an undrafted free agent for the exactly. Broncos. I mean, so, I mean AJ Boy. Yeah, exactly. The talent's out there. It's crazy because it's one of the most key positions, but it's just a very hard position to judge the talent on. Yeah, it, there's a lot that goes into that. And then the, tr- the transition from college to NFL is huge, especially for a cornerback. So it's really tough to kind of pick your traits and see where players are going to succeed. I definitely agree with that. Um, um, back to the draft. I gave the Falcons an A-. minus. Love their draft. Uh, next one, though. Who do you okay. have? Panthers. So DJ Moore, I like this pick. Uh DJ Moore's a guy that I didn't watch much film on until later, like once his name started getting very popular. Yeah. And I mean, the hype is very, very real. This guy's a guy that can really hurt you with yards after the catch. He's strong. He's physical. Um, to me, he reminds me of Steve Smith. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. I actually like have never even thought of that. And I was just looking at Panthers and seeing his name. And I was like, that's who he's like. He's just a tough guy. He, isn't going to take any shit. He's not going to be scared. He's going to catch the ball and run into you. Yeah, it'll bring some nastiness. Exactly. And then you get Jackson in the second round, which I think was a good pick. Um, and then I really liked Ian Thomas' pick. Um, but overall, I was not in love with the Panthers' draft. I thought there was some needs they didn't hit and some players they could have still got. I gave them a C plus, B minus range. Um. Yeah, touching on the DJ Moore pick again, you add some athleticism. It makes the receiving core interesting. It's better than it was. Um, you're not throwing out Calvin Benjamin and Devin Funches again, which, to be frank, is a quite boring receiving core. Exactly. Let's get, finally get some juice back in that room. Um, Dante Jackson and Rashawn Galden, I'm not too sure about those picks. Um, I have some questions about them, especially the Dante, Dante Jackson. Jackson. Pick, I mean, the guy's got speed. He's got potential. I just, once again, I think there were better players on the board. Yeah, um, I think this goes all the way back to Josh Norman. I think they're still chasing that presence once they lost him. Yeah. Um, Dante Jackson, he's fast. Um, and I I'm have the depth chart pulled up right here. It says they have him slotted in at nickel, um, which I think is the better fit for him I playing agree. outside. I think, but I, I still have a, my questions. I think he could have more success at nickel just because of how – his speed is, and I think it really mirrors exactly. some slot receivers, um, at least early on in his career. Yeah, sure. We'll make that transition later if he, if he can. Um, and then we like Ian Thomas. He's your prototypical tight end. Uh, nice size. Doesn't have very much production, but you got something to work with there. And you're working under Greg Olson, which is probably the best tight end that you yeah. could work under. Uh, I, I think um, he, uh, Ian Thomas and Chris Hurd in the Jets – tight end i think they're a lot alike i think they're guys that are two 
physical freaks uh, who are both very raw to the game of football and have potential. And they're more complete tight ends, too. They're not oh, yeah, one-dimensional. They, they actually... uh, and I think that comes yeah. based on their size. And the two of them both look like almost linebackers. So, Exactly, exactly. Um, other than that, I didn't really care for the draft. I gave yep, them a C+. Same here. All right, uh, the Bucks. I like the Vito Bay pick. Uh, I love the Ronald Jones pick. I liked the Stewart pick. And I loved the Chris Davis pick. I think Chris Davis was a lot better than... Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis, sorry, yeah. Um, He was the first corner I actually ever scouted at SIS. And I learned how to scout corners kind of based off him. And I saw what he was good at and what he wasn't. For me, this is a guy that's just going to struggle in his lateral movement across the field. Um, But his vertical Mm -hmm. movement was very, very strong. And so were his ball skills. Um, But I wasn't a big fan of the back end of their draft. I gave them a B. Um, I, I love this draft. Absolutely love this draft. I think the draft. key with this Bucks draft is they got their defense better, both line and corners, and they finally added a running back for Jameis Winston. Um, exactly. Uh, the Vita Vea pick is fantastic. Though. Last season, this defensive line was terrible, and defensive line was a huge need coming into this year. Yeah. Just listen to this now. These are your starting four. You have Jason Pierre, Paul, Gerald McCoy, Vita Vea, yeah. and Vinny Curry. That's a great defensive yeah, it's line. very good. I also think that a lot of people wanted the Bucks to take Mo Hurst over Vita Vey, who me, mm-hmm. I'm myself, I'm a bigger fan of Mo Hurst, but I think Vita Vey fits the Bucks better because when you look at their defensive exactly. line, their struggle wasn't pass rush. Their struggle was stopping the run. And you already have Gerald McCoy, who's just a better version of Mo Hurst. Now you added a body, yep. which is – Tell him, your job is to stop the run. We have three guys that have all been Pro Bowl level pass rushers. We want you to come in here, clog the lanes, and make a difference. And, yeah. Exactly. And the more the more double teams that Vita Vea eats up, it leaves more room for McCoy to do some work inside too. So this is going to be – that's just a great beneficial pick. You already benefit so many players bringing in Vita Vea. Ronald Jones is a dramatic upgrade from Doug Martin. I think he's going to make a difference this year. Love those two corners, MJ Stewart and Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis, I like more than yeah, MJ Stewart. He's got nice, very nice, loose, fluid hips. Um, that's something to watch for when you're watching a cornerback. And then Alex Kappa, I like him at um, – I don't know if he could play tackle. He's really strong. I, I think they have him at guard, yeah. Um, this is someone that's kind of a developmental pick, but there's some definite upside. Even the Jordan Whitehead, Justin Watson, just great picks across the board. I gave Tampa an A for this draft. All right. Uh, Saints. Uh, New Orleans trade Saints. up to Davin- to get Davenport, and you give up a lot for Davenport. I yeah. I mean, this guy better be amazing, and better be worth all the picks. Or I just don't know about that. And then you take the Smith pick, um, Tracon Smith. I like that pick. I think he's going to fit well. Uh, after losing Lance Moore, that's a good pick to have. And then. I also like the Boston Scott pick. I think that's a running back that is a lot better than people think. I watched uh, him when I watched the Louisiana Tech game, and this is a guy that runs hard. Uh, Overall, though, I thought they just gave up too much, and I don't know if they got enough big-time playmakers. I gave them a C plus, B minus. Yeah, that Davenport pick is really dependent on this season. Do you win a Super Bowl this season if you're in New Orleans? 
I think if you do, then it's completely yeah. worth the Davenport pick. But if you don't, uh, this draft, I think, is already tilting towards a failing grade if you don't win this year. Because so I think this is New Orleans' real last good shot to win a, to win a Super Bowl with Breeze. Yeah, great. Um, I like the Traquan Smith pick, but going back to that, um, I think he'll be nice with Breeze, but I'd worry about this guy once you get in another quarterback. He's kind of a bit raw to me. Yeah. Um, that pro presence of Drew Brees is really going to help him out, I, though. Uh, Cameron Moore, a nice cornerback out of Boston College. Boston College just puts out great defensive players. Um, they've been pumping in some secondary players into the league the past few years. I gave this draft a B minus. I feel like that was kind of generous too, just because it's a real risky draft. Yeah. I, uh, to be honest, I gave it a B minus based off more of banking on Davenport having a good season and kind of getting the benefit yeah. of the doubt, uh, especially because we saw how they how well they drafted last year. Um, but it will be very depending. All right, and if yeah, you um... rest. Yeah, let's go. I got Cardinals yeah, up so first. Uh, you can go ahead. Sure. Um, one of my favorite p- picks in the draft that uh, you trade up for him at the 10th overall pick is Josh Rosen. Um, this is a team that really needed a franchise quarterback too. So this is a perfect fit. And then you bring in Christian Kirk along with him, who from all accounts I've heard is going to be a great pro. The guy just has his head on straight. Um, he understands the work ethic that's going to be needed. Um just a, a great person, a great locker room presence. And then you bring him in under Larry Fitzgerald, too, who's the ultimate pro. It's just a great fit there. Uh, Mason Cole's a nice interior lineman from Michigan. Um, he's been pretty solid. Chase Edmonds, I love that running back out of Fordham. Very, very shifty. Uh, perfect compliment to David Johnson. It's going to be fun to watch Arizona this year, I think. I gave them a good A. Good A. All right. Um, so, Rosen pick, I think it's a decent pick. I think they got a quarterback, which they needed to get. And I do think he was the best available when they drafted. Um, I really like the Christian Kirk pick. I think he was undervalued and I think he's going to be a real good player. Um, and then you said about tra- the Chase Edmonds pick, uh, also another really good player. Uh, and then I like Cole. Cole's a good pick as well. So I just think they surrounded with Rosen with ammunition and I gave them a B plus. Yeah, nice draft. Uh, I got the Rams next. Yeah, I got the got. Rams. So, I mean, you want me to start it off? Yeah, you can, you can go ahead. Um, so this is another weird draft to evaluate, just because their first pick was until the third yeah. round. Um, basically, their first round pick was Brandon Cooks with that trade with New England, which is not a bad first round pick. Um, you did give up some some draft capital for him, but Brandon Cooks really that's the only need that the Rams had coming into this season was that receiver that could stretch the field. They were desperately trying to get Sammy Watkins back. Um, didn't end up happening, but I think you actually upgrade with Brandon Cooks. He's a great player, very versatile, super fast. Um, great pick there. Uh, Joseph Notebloom is your actual first pick in the draft, though. He's he's all right. He's a, he's a kind of a project. Yep. Um, but you had some nice players here in the late rounds, if you're the Rams. Micah Kaiser, a great inside linebacker from Virginia. Um, Obanya Okoronkwo from Oklahoma. Uh, John Kelly, um, Justin Lawler, SMU. You added some decent football players in the late rounds. I give him a B plus, or just a B though. Um, solid draft. You filled it with some role players. Yep. I mean, you had on it. I think Cook's thing was pretty big. 
Uh, I like the Kaiser. I like the Kelly. Um, I don't think it was a great draft. I think they did what they could with what they had. So once again, I gave it a B minus, uh, just purely based on what they were working with. Um, but I think yeah. they did as good a job as they could have in the situation. Um, next is the 49ers. So McGlinchey at nine. I don't hate the pick, but I don't love it. I I just think there's tackles that they could have gotten later that could have been as good of a player as McGlinchey or close to it. Um, I think just ninth overall is really yeah, high. Yeah, you could the 49ers, they could have taken Minka there, they could have taken Derwin James, they could have taken some real game changing players. Um, yeah, I think there was a bit of panic there taking McGlinchey. Yeah, I really, I just don't like that pick, but I mean, I like the Pettis pick, uh, I like the Fred Warner pick, I really like the Richie James pick. That's a guy who can really produce uh, on the field in a multitude of ways. I mean, slot running back, kick returning, special teams, you name it. Um, and he's got a shot to make the roster, too. Oh, yeah, too. definitely. I think that guy, I mean, we played him twice sets when Syracuse played them two times, I think back-to-back years, and both times, I mean, he just lit it up. Yeah. Uh, so, decent draft, not the biggest fan. I gave him a B-. minus. Um, yeah, we already touched on the McGlinchey pick a bit. Um, Trent Brown, they're – Right tackle coming into this year, I guess, came in super overweight and just out of shape uh, into some of the offseason activities. I think that's part of the reason why you drafted McGlinchey. But um, I think that's a bit of a panic there. Um, Like you said, you could have drafted another late-round tackle, maybe gotten a bit – I mean, you're not going to get as good a player as McGlinchey, but you get a solid player. And I think you could have added another impact player to the defense there at nine, especially with – uh, Derwin, Tremaine Edmonds sitting there. I mean, yeah, there. you got um, Tremaine Edmonds, you got Minka, you got Derwin. I mean, those are those three players right there. Are exactly, all three players that I think will be Pro Bowlers in this league. Yeah, so the, that McGlinchey pick's tough for me to swallow. Um, you already touched on Pettis. Fred Warner's a nice linebacker out of BYU. Uh, Tarverius Moore is actually a decent safety in the deep end. He's uh, from Southern That's Miss. That's why I actually took the I took Fred Warner with their third round pick in our SAS mock draft. Oh, yeah, really? I took, I Good took call Gallup then. <laughs> in the second round, and then I took Warner in the third. You even got the position right with Gallup then. Uh, yeah, I guess Johnny so. should it's be applying for – uh... <laughs> Yeah, nine, you should be I applying. I take Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, well, that would have been a better pick than McGlinchey, yeah, that's great. for sure. Um, you should probably apply for the front uh, 49ers front office. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Top five games. Um, yeah, one more player I want to touch on, Contavious Street, just another defensive lineman out of NC State. They put four defensive linemen, yeah. I think, in the first five rounds. Their whole starting defensive lineman. I, just, I honestly Great. think that two of the four might be real good NFL players, but I think Chubb and I think that kind of defensive line was more of just a dominant force because of how talented everyone was on it. Um yeah. I think out of all of them, Street has the most to prove in the NFL. Definitely. Uh, he plays a tougher position, too, playing that defensive end. We'll see if he uh, makes some noise there. But for, San Francisco is pretty solid on the defensive oh, line. I, I think you can afford to make these yeah. picks. Um, but I gave them a B. Um, again, kind of knocking them for the McGlinchey pick, but a solid That's draft throughout. That's why I gave them the B minus, same thing. Um, and then the last, right, last team draft uh, – very, very disappointing, in my opinion, was the Seahawks draft. I 
you take Rashad Penny at 28 or 27 or whatever it was, and this is a guy I think you could have gotten in the second round. You could have traded. Even if you really were that nervous, you could have traded one day back. Trade into the early second round. Do what the Eagles did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to know that I don't think Penny Penny would have gone. I don't think he would have gone before Michelle. I don't think he would have gone before Ronald Jones. Um, or Geis, even. Or Geis, yeah. Uh, I think it was weird how running backs were drafted this year. Uh, a lot of them were in the second round, but... I just don't yeah. love them taking their there. And then you get Rasheem Green, who at this time when they took him, I still had three DNs above him on the board left. Um, and besides the Shaquem Griffin pick, which I think is a great pick and probably their highest value pick in the draft just because of how good a player he is, I give them a C plus. Um, yeah, I mean, Rashad Penny, I love the love player, him. but I hate the pick. Yeah, uh, that's that's a tough one for me to swallow. When you have so many knees on the offensive line, um, the defense lost some players. You lose uh, Richard Sherman. You don't know if Cam Chancellor is going to play. Why don't you take Mike Hughes in that position right there? Yeah, sure. Over Penny? I mean, um, come on. Or even Josh Jackson. Yeah. I feel like Josh Jackson would have oh, been a yeah. great fit for this defense. I mean, defense. Josh Jackson for me, he's number – probably like the number two or three corner in this draft. Uh, the only thing I don't know about him working in Seattle's defense is he was real strong in man coverage and they don't run at in Seattle, but still would be way more value than Rashad Penny there. That's why I thought Josh Jackson would be. I mean, he he plays that kind of zone role in Iowa and he forced a lot of turnovers. Yeah, he did. He just, he just seemed like a perfect Seahawk for me. I thought that would have been the pick for them. But I guess, uh, Rashad Penny, it's your show now. Um, that does kind of help take some weight off of Russell Wilson's shoulders. And I think Penny will make some impact. He's a great running back. I just don't believe in his offensive line as much. Um, I agree. Will Dilsley, uh, big blocking tight end out of Washington. Um, again, you don't take your first tackle or your first offensive lineman until the fifth round. But Will Disley is a great tight end that can contribute in the run game and really kind of maul people around. So you're kind of taking like your six offensive linemen there. Yeah, I can see um, that. The Shaquem Griffin, Shaquem Griffin pick, we've already touched on that a bit. Great pick. Perfect fit. And then um, one guy I want to touch on is Michael Dixon, uh, round five, pick 12 at 149 overall. The punter from Texas, he won the MVP for his bowl game this year. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about a cannon for a leg and someone who could really pin you in the coffin corner. This guy's a great punter. Um, they traded up for him though. Would it be worth it? Who knows? Um, but great punter. I give him a C plus in their draft though. Me as well. Me as well. All right, guys. So that wraps Alrighty. up our NFC and AFC rankings. Um, sorry yes, for sir. the delay. Busy with finals this week. Um, our next yeah, show about will be that delay either Tuesday or Wednesday, Ooh. and we'll have reactions to NBA conference final games as well as our – what do you want to do? You want to do dra- uh, division previews? Um, yeah, we'll work something out. We'll get we'll, – yeah. we'll, it'll still be a football focus, but we're going to uh, get some baseball, get some NBA going in. Uh, just through these slower months when there's not as much football going on, we don't want to bore you to death with the, the draft and talking about the third wide receiver on the Falcons or something just constantly. Yeah. So, um, but – Going back to the delay, congrats, man. Johnny Rich is a college graduate I know, now. it's crazy. Well, not yet. <laughs> well, Tomorrow, not yet, but pending. The, the, the hard work is done. Yeah, it was. Um, but great, great job, man. That's appreciate awesome. Appreciate it. 
All right, guys. Thank um, you for listening. Um, all feedback, all sharing of our content, everything is just very helpful. Um, anything you guys can do. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Um, if you could just help us continue to grow, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, maybe leave a five-star review too. That would really help us out. And then if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram at East versus West pod, both of those usernames are the same. Uh, you'll see a lot of updates there. We're going to get this Instagram going, get some uh, fan interaction there. Um, I'm looking forward to this though, man. I'm excited. Me as well. Me as well. All righty. Right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. See you guys next week. Have a good one. Later.